Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Catherine Hull is a guide and healer who has worked in the world of energy medicine and self-healing practices for the past 14 years, helping people heal themselves of pain, trauma, and also remember who they are and why they came here. Her own journey of healing her body, addictions, past trauma, and ancestral wounds, as well as her passion for bringing greater healing and awareness to other women, has led her to channel her teachings to womb and ancestral healing. I met Catherine through The Peace Room, a meditation room that was started in downtown Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and has now moved online. I met Catherine through um, experiencing her meditations as well as her meditation teaching class. And I'm very excited to have Catherine on the podcast this week so that she can talk to us all about womb wisdom, ancestral healing, and meditation. I hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome, Catherine Hall, to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Mm, Me too. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thank you. So why don't we start with you providing a bit of your background and how you became to be a guide and healer? Okay. (laughs) Well, um, where do I even start for that? I mean, it goes pretty far back, but I would say really during my time as a personal trainer and uh, when I was working with the physical body, doing posture therapy, personal training, I started to notice things um, patterns, you know, between people's, uh, their mindset, their emotions and their physical body and how that was showing up as pain. And in my own life, that was also happening. So I started to dig deeper on that and realized that so much of our pain is really coming from the cellular memory of the past. And what I mean by that is these past things that have happened in this lifetime or previous lifetimes that we store in the body. So I did some researching on that and started to really dive into it, was a client of it, um, energy healing myself, and just the impact that it had on my life was so huge um, during such transformative times, like when I was going through a divorce, um, healing so many things from childhood, and it had such a profound impact that I couldn't deny (laughs) the validity of it. Like it was so incredible. So I started to use that. I started to kind of practice it a bit and then become interested to offer it to my clients at the time who I noticed were also going through these same things that I was going through. Um, So that led me to eventually become certified in a few different modalities. And I started to practice those with my clients and eventually my business started to shift Um, from being more physical to working with the more of the emotional, spiritual, um, mental layers of the energy field uh, and into meditation, um, opening the peace room and now working with, uh, still with meditation, but also really diving into womb uh, healing for women. Um, For men too, they have a womb space as well, but I primarily work with women and ancestral healing. Um, because my own journey has really been of that. So it just seems very natural that that I share that with others and what's been working for me. 
Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, yeah. yeah. Can you dive in a little bit more to the womb wisdom and ancestral healing part? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a big term, but to simplify it in terms of how I am presenting it, um, so the womb holds so much wisdom, and the womb and the ancestral healing, they're connected um, just through our bloodlines. And Primarily what we're talking about here is clearing those patterns that we have inherited from our parents and that we pass on to, if we do have children, we pass those on or we still keep them in our bloodline, um, even if we haven't cleared them. So this is really working with the healing in that aspect and clearing those things through our lineage, which helps us to be in a state of more freedom and helps us to know truly like who we are and where our power is and what our truth is and in terms of the womb so much is held in the womb because it's the birthplace it's the place where we are incubated uh, before we come into this world and held and so the womb is such an important part of our healing especially as women uh, because it holds so much of our wisdom um, so our wisdom coming from the inside, not those things that we seek on the outside where we might seek knowledge on the outside or want to learn something or want to learn a new technique or a new modality or, you know, read a book. And these are all wonderful things. Those are very much coming from the outside. So we take that and place it into the body. And when we sit with it, we allow the womb to then tell us, what is true in these things that we are learning about? Um, that's the base. That's the basis of it. <laughs> there's oh, so wow. much more. I mean, there's so much more I could go into, but, but essentially we're not just healing the physical womb. So the physical part of the womb are those things like our menstrual cycle, um, our connection to our sexuality, our emotional well-being. So all of these physical things are a manifestation of what, how are we holding ourselves? How are we birthing our dreams into the world? How are we holding space for ourselves as if we were a little baby unto ourselves? Um, so this is like, you know, uh, womb healing the way that I see it, truly like the root of it. You could think of it that way. Hmm. Great. And so what are some of the tools that you would use in this type of healing? Right. So there's a few physical tools you can use uh, with healing with womb. Yoni eggs are one of my favorite things. There's also um, different crystal wands or things like that that you can use with healing yoni and womb because they are so connected. But and I would also say physical practices, ritual, creating a physical space for yourself, tuning into the body, connecting to the body moving the body, ecstatic dance, breath work, uh, meditation can help with this. I mean, there are so many practices, yoga, um, stretching, just really being with the body, uh, being in nature, grounding ourselves, uh, you know, pulling that energy up from the earth. But also uh, in terms of really deep healing, it's sitting with those patterns that we're noticing that we're projecting out into the world and healing those patterns so holding space for those patterns and recognizing this pattern is not me but i have inherited this pattern maybe from my mother or my father and now this pattern is not helping me in my life so 
really on a bigger level, it's noticing these patterns and the physical tools support that practice. So when we tune into the body, the body will show us what is no longer serving us. Um, and we can be free of that pattern so we can really have the space to live the life that we are meant to live and to create the things that we are meant to create here on planet Earth while we're here. Uh, so if we're too bombarded by all of these different things, we can't be the creators that we are. And that is the womb. The womb is the birthplace. It's the creator. So for any kind of person, even, you know, especially an entrepreneur, but someone that we all have something we want to bring into the world and leave the world a better place than we found it. So doing the womb healing helps us to clear that space so we can fulfill that purpose. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so <laughs> is that something that, you know, people do kind of one on one with you like is, or I know you have um, a kind of like a retreat coming up as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more focused on the retreat aspect and the workshop aspect um, in a group with women. And the reason why is because so much of our womb healing is done with women and, you know, our ancestors and way, way, way back, um, we would have been in community and we would have joined together to heal together as women. We would have birthed our babies together. We would have confided in each other. We would have learned from each other and shared wisdom together in circle. Um, and this is a big part of womb healing. And in today's life, you know, we have a more of a male dominant way of being or, you know, in the electronics age, we don't connect that same way. So it's so important for women to feel that they have a sense of community and sisterhood. And what I've found on my personal journey and in working with others is that, you know, when we have that healing in the womb to do, we often are missing that sister, that sisterhood feeling. Um, and we often have issues with other females because we're struggling with our own female essence. So I think it's really important to do it in groups uh, because we can learn so much that way, um, just the, through the reflection of being with other women. And there is some one-on-one -on -one work that I have done and I, and I can do, but I primarily focus more on the, on the groups. That makes sense too. Yeah. No, and I could see that people would really feel kind of, you mentioned freedom afterwards, but almost like a lightness or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's fascinating. So I guess I first became aware of you through the Peace Room, which was such a beautiful meditation studio that I know you co-founded in, in downtown Ottawa. Um, and I did take some meditation training <laughs> with you online during COVID, which I've done a number of meditations on the podcast, just like a free kind of thing for listeners. And so thank you for that training. It was wonderful. <laughs> Um, I wondered if you could speak a little bit more about the power of meditation and um, some of your work in, in that realm as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, the power of meditation. It's, I mean, it's something we underestimate still, but I think people are really catching on to it more and more. Um, so in the energy field, just to explain it from this point of view, the energy field has several layers and one of them is a mental layer. And the mental layer is one of the most outward layers of the energy field. So what this means is that thoughts are like energy. And so our thoughts affect then the inner layers of the energy field, which are the emotions and the body. So if you think of a thought, you get, you know, triggered on social media <laughs> or somebody sends you a text message that is very triggering, then 
it is immediately, you know, with that trigger, that trigger is being felt in the body as an emotion, an energy in motion. It's often bringing up something repressed from the past. And then that's felt in the physical body. And if left untended to, um, like a garden that hasn't been weeded, you know, those things will, will infiltrate our body, infiltrate our mind, and we'll become very anxious um, because we won't have the space. So from a physical perspective, we need to meditate or weed the garden, so to speak. So we are always making space for those things to bloom within us. Um, that's from a physical standpoint. And because the mind has such an impact on those emotions and on the body itself. So it's kind of like, we can't really afford not to meditate. It's, you know, at some point on our journey, those of us that are really seeking to heal ourselves um, and become more sovereign in our health, we always somehow find meditation because it's a, it's a natural stepping stone to being well, like fully and completely. And so I guess one thing that I've struggled with is sort of, you know, I'm sort of that type A, like to, you know, achieve or that perfectionism. And it's kind of this idea of like, how do you do it right? Um, mm -hmm. in terms of meditation, and I'm sure you've heard this before. Um, and so the thing I loved about the peace room is you guys offered so many different types, like sort of depending on how I was feeling, you know, whether it was like a clarity meditation, or something that was just, um, you know, more of a visual visualization is there is there a right schedule or a right type of meditation for you know i guess either generically or for like something that you're maybe trying to heal or achieve that is yeah that's a really great question i would say you have to find the type that really resonates with you and people learn differently so some people will learn visually or, you know, hands-on. So meditation can be done so many ways. I would say that for most beginners, they start with a guided visualization. And that's why we teach that in our level one teacher training, uh, because it allows them to kind of have a, a context or a story and to replace any negativity, so to speak, in quotations, with something more positive. That that is one way of doing it because what you're doing is you're training your mind to see, okay, instead of this repetitive thing that isn't helping me, I'm going to focus on this thing, you know? So you are starting to nourish that thing that's already within you, but you're putting more emphasis on it because before that, maybe you were putting a ton of emphasis on the negative thing, the stress or whatever was bothering you. So it's a great tool for that. I find that as people meditate more, they get more into you know, kind of more of a uh, Buddhist style meditation where they're just noticing, watching. They're not trying to focus on one particular thing, but everything becomes part of that meditation. Uh, just noticing the body's reactions to things, like if there's a sound they don't like in the room or things like that. That's a bit more, I would say, can be beginner, but I would say it's a bit more kind of along the road, intermediate maybe. And then there's some different kinds of meditations where you move your body, you're doing ecstatic dance, you're shaking. These are known as dynamic meditations. So you are like an animal who's, who's uh, you know, experiencing an emotion that will often shake or move the body. So you're actually starting to tune more into the body and access the wisdom there. So there's like so many different types of meditation. It really just depends on where each person is at 
I hope I answered your question. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I guess, you know, you talked about meditation kind of as we're self-healing being part of the journey. And so is it something that you sort of see as a daily or a several times daily type practice or what is the, you know, is there a frequency, I guess I'm wondering. Yeah, I think it, 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 of course my answer is going to be, it depends, but, <laughs> but it does depend because when I first started meditating, it was a reactive thing. Like my kids were driving me crazy. When I first came into meditation, it was like a mummy time out. And I would tell them like, Hey, listen, I need to go into my room because I'm going to say or do something that I'm going to regret. So I'm going to take a mummy time out. I'm going to meditate. So I would do that several times a day for five minutes, but then it became more of a proactive kind of practice of love for myself where I realize, okay, I don't have to be a 10 where I'm going to mm -hmm. scream at somebody to go meditate, but I want to start my day with fresh eyes. I want to start my day with an open heart. So I would, I now practice at the beginning of the day. So I think that many meditators will do that at the beginning. They'll just kind of do it when they can do it. And this is very common, not just with meditation, but with when I was working in the world of uh, personal training and posture therapy, when people would have like ways to take care of themselves, they generally will be more reactive at the beginning and just do it when the pain is high. And in meditation, the pain would be more mental pain is high when their stress is very high. And then eventually we do see that, oh, wow, I actually felt much better after I meditated. So then that naturally becomes over time a practice of doing before we get too stressed out and taking a little bit longer with our meditation. So, I mean, there's no right or wrong. It is what fits into your lifestyle. It is what's going to help you feel your best. And for some, that will be at the beginning of the day, and that will be perfect for them. That is my recommendation as early as possible, because once you go out into the world, it's almost guaranteed it's going to be difficult to get it done, unless you have, like we had at the Peace Room, you have like a 12 o'clock class you're going to, mm -hmm. for instance. Yeah. Um, but I also know a lot of people that will do it at night before they go to bed. And that's really great too, just to de-stress from the day. Uh, so I don't think there's a right or wrong there, but it's really depending on the individual. Okay, no, that that makes sense. And everybody has such a different schedule. I just, yeah, but I do like yeah. that idea of kind of starting the day. I've often done it more at the beat or at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's something I'd I'd like to work towards. I guess that <laughs> morning, that beautiful morning. I guess that I envisioned. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. So I know that through the Peace Room and, and other places, you've hosted a number of retreats. I remember seeing um, the one in Costa Rica happening. It's something I've always been really interested in. And, you know, you mentioned the one coming up focusing on womb wisdom. I guess I wondered if you could kind of explain maybe for people that are interested in retreats, like what type of transformation that you see or how it's maybe different when you kind of get in that session and you really focus? Mm, that is such a good question. I love retreats. <laughs> I love retreats because, oh, it's like the transformation is huge. I've done many, many of them now, but I have to say, I think it's because people are unplugging from their whole life. Like they're in a different environment. It's mostly women that come to my retreats um, and they struggle with trying to balance everything. You know, they want to take care of themselves, but they have children, they have a job, whatever. So this is an opportunity for them to be completely taken care of in every way, 
but to just focus on themselves. So now that can be really great, but it can also bring up a lot of triggers for someone that isn't used to that amount of time for themselves. Mm -hmm. But in the right container, when you're held in that container and you know that, okay, this is my time, you at least have the space to process even that. Like, why am I having a hard time slowing down? Why is this difficult for me? Um, and looking at that and the way that we structure the retreats, it facilitates the transformation so easily. For instance, like in a one week, you will always have a peak in the middle of the week. It just naturally makes sense. Um, so the emotional, you know, processing we do, we kind of facilitate like all of the little programs that are in the retreat and the excursions and things all help to support that natural flow that's going to happen for someone within a retreat within a week. It happens, you know, pretty much everyone has the same experience, but individually, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very rare for us to have a whole week or 10 days to go somewhere to fully focus on ourselves. And because you're doing such deep work, you now take that back into your life and your whole view of your life is changed because you've had this deep dive within yourself so you, you come out a different person naturally because it's such an intense and focused period of time just on you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That sounds really, really great being able to focus. <laughs> and absolutely. Yeah. I'm similar. Like, you know, you've got kids, you've got job, you've got, you know, your life. And so, yeah, it's definitely hard to take the time, but it seems like it would be really powerful. Oh, it is. So I know over the past year, kind of switching gears a little bit with the the pandemic and COVID that you and your family kind of went on an adventure. I've seen um, Instagram, you've been posting a lot of what you guys have done and that you moved across Canada. And I wondered if you've had any kind of transformational lessons for you during that time or any kind of reflections that you'd want to share. It sounded like a really fascinating journey. Oh yeah. It's just, well, I mean, it's a journey that we're still on. It's like chapter two. So we, yeah, we are space closed, uh, the peace room. We closed our doors. We transferred everything online. So we're still doing some online. Um, and we sold everything. So we sold everything. We bought RVs and trucks and we went to the, the Vancouver Island for the winter. So that was, wow, <laughs> that yeah. was like an adventure that was like, an epic healing journey. Like it was, I don't know how to explain. I mean, as, as we all are going through this together, collectively, all of us are feeling so much around this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but to let go physically of so much just kind of brought a new layer of like, okay, wow. Um, to the experience and it helped me to purge things like in so many levels because I had purged things physically and our physical world is a representation of our inner world. So if we're letting go of the physical in many ways, we are letting go of what's inside, but of course that can be not always easy to do. So I would say it was the most, it was so beautiful and so hard at the same time, like so challenging, but so beautiful because on some level I had asked for all those challenges. So so now we're kind of on part two. We're, we're back. We're spending the summer in Ottawa with the RV, and then we will move on somewhere else in the fall, winter. We're just not oh, sure wow. where yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it oh, kind of amazing. told sh- yeah. The dream had been to kind of travel and work um, while we travel. So 
Yeah, so I'm I'm planning on heading back to Costa Rica, possibly Costa Rica for the winter. We'll see Anna doing another retreat there. So we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so that's amazing. And yeah. And I think, you know, at the time that I saw you guys taking that on, I just yeah, I could totally feel it because it was just <laughs> such a stressful time here. And it just, yeah, seemed like um a really interesting way to mm. to kind of repurpose the time and, and do something totally different. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I like so that. I like I, yeah, no, go ahead. I, so I was going to say, I like your way of putting it. <laughs> it's so good. I like that. Um, I wondered, I guess, you know, you've, you've touched on so many things today. I wondered if there's any other kind of tools or advice that you would want to mention to listeners um, before we wrap up. Thank you for asking that. Um, I would say just if they, if anyone's interested in learning how to teach meditation, we have a to meditation teacher training going on in September again online. That would be the same one that you took, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And we now have a level two, which actually deep dives into more of those, like the ecstatic dance and the chakra, work with chakras and things like that. So those that are kind of wanting to um, just, yeah, just deepen their work a bit more into that world of more kind of energy principles. We have that. Yeah. I know you also teach energy healing as well, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, I just finished a course on Sunday. I taught a three-day um, integrated energy therapy course, like a certification, which is okay. really always fun to teach, yeah. No, that's interesting. And so is there anything, I guess I've always wondered with the energy healing, is there anything that people need in advance of taking a course like that? No, they just, no, this is the thing. So maybe that's the thing I want people to know. I always want people to know the same thing, uh, that they have the power to heal themselves and that our job as teachers and healers and guides is just to point them in that direction. So this, I cannot stress enough that we are often disempowered by those that we go to, but that is also our choice. So when we are ready to be empowered, we seek out the teachers or they just magically appear on our path that are ready to point us inward to ourselves. So this is where the power is. And energy healing just reminds us that we have that. There's no one that is naturally born intuitive and somebody that's not. We just lose the connection. There's no one that can see clearly, you know, their clairvoyant abilities are developed and someone can't have that. This is not, I mean, we all have different ways of perceiving and seeing things and working with energy, but this is the thing is we all have that ability in us. So it's just a matter of someone showing you how to tap into that. Um, that's really all it is. And anyone can do it, which is so cool. So when I teach a course and I see those people, you know, the people that take the course, beautiful students, like just amazed that this is working for them i'm like of course it's working for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're a magical incredible spiritual being having a human experience so why would it not work for you this is what i want people to know absolutely Awesome. Okay. That, yeah. Like I said, that's always something that I've wondered seeing it like, oh, do I have the abilities or is it something that, you know, you almost have to hone in before you take like a teacher training or something, but you're saying no, like you, everybody's got it. You've got it. And I think this is the thing too, just by the law of attraction, you know, we always attract the perfect people for us. So someone that is starting, they're always going to attract someone that's never heard of it even. Like they're, they're going to attract the perfect, perfect person. 
Because I had the same concerns when I started. Like, who am I to do that? Like, can I do this as a personal trainer learning how to do, you know, the, the energy healing modalities? But I now see, and through my own journey and having taught so many others, I can see that we're all kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that helps me. So I'm telling you that most, like, we all kind of suffer from the same thing, which is this belief or this disbelief in it, I guess, or just not remembering that we all have the power to do that. So once we open that up, it really starts to just like flow within a person. It's so cool. No, very neat. Yeah. Okay, awesome. No, that sounds great. (laughs) And um, I'll watch out for, I guess, the next training that you do um, on the energy healing. So if people are interested either in contacting you on womb wisdom or ancestral healing or meditation, what is the best way to find out um, more information on you and your work? Yeah, I would just send them to katherinehall.com. That's the best way. And, or the peaceroom.com, either one. So if you're looking for meditation and you want to get certified that way, uh, go to the peaceroom.com. And and we also do corporate stuff as well, which is really cool. And then if you're looking more on the energy healing, womb wisdom side of things, go to katherinehall.com. That's awesome. Okay, I will link up to both of those in the show notes so that people can find them and uh, be able to find out more about you. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've learned a lot and it's just really um, my pleasure to get to connect with you. Oh, thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate it. It's really been great chatting with you. Thank you so much to Catherine Hall for her time today. I really enjoyed all of the information on womb wisdom, ancestral healing, meditation, and the energy therapies as well. I think that these can be really powerful tools and modalities uh, as we're trying to heal ourselves and explore further into what we need. If you're interested in finding out more about Catherine, visit her at www.catherinehall.com or as she mentioned, you can find out more about the meditation offerings through thepeaceroom.com. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. I wrote a book. I'd love for you to check it out. Pendulum by S.E. German is available now. Pendulum is a heartwarming story that follows a young boy who experiences mental health challenges like anxiety, OCD and depression, ADHD and tics following an infection. It turns out he has a little known disorder called PANDAS. The book follows the young boy as he struggles with his health issues as well as regular middle grade issues and it can act as a wonderful catalyst between you and your children to talk about mental health issues and other things that are going on in their life. Pendulum is available online through Amazon Worldwide, Barnes & Noble, the Friesen Press Bookstore, and a number of other online retailers worldwide. And you can check out Chapter 1, the audio version of Pendulum for free on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast in Episode 64. I hope you enjoy Pendulum by S.E. German and let me know what you think. 
I'm excited to announce the launch of my author website, www.se-german.com. On this website, you can find out all the information about my publications, focused areas on my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, where there are questions for parents as you work through the novel with your children, as well as teacher resources that can be used in the classroom. There's also information about the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast and recent press. Please visit www.se-german.com. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com, or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S A R A L A D Y G L U T E N, or the Facebook page, Sarah Lady Gluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.